What's up, everyone? And welcome to a belated new release episode here on Cinemac Reviews. Things have been really crazy outside the show with Christmas right around the corner and, of course, fantasy football going on right now. So this will be a special new release Tuesday episode. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Chris, and this is the show about all things movies and TV. Every week, I give my thoughts and reactions to the newest releases, beloved franchises, and even upcoming projects like the MCU and Star Wars universe. You can, of course, support the show by giving it a rating slash review on your favorite podcast service, as well as following the show on all social media platforms. Just search for Cinematic Reviews or look for all the handles on the Facebook page. I have an exciting show for you today. I'll be giving my full spoilers reaction to James Cameron's long-awaited sequel to Avatar, the box office sensation that blew audiences' minds back in 2009. Avatar The Way of Water stars Sam Worthington, Zoe Zaldana, Sigourney Weaver, and Stephen Lang. There's a lot to unpack about this film, so let's jump right into it with some facts about Avatar The Way of Water. Avatar The Way of Water was released this past weekend on December 16th, 2022, and was directed by the man, the myth, the legend, James Cameron, who is best known for directing hit films such as Titanic, The Abyss, Aliens, Terminator 2, and Avatar. The Way of Water has so far grossed $134 million in the U.S. and a total of $434 million worldwide. It had an estimated budget of $350 million. The, the Avatar sequels as a whole are set to cost over $1 billion in total. Kate Winslet broke Tom Cruise's underwater filming record from Mission Impossible Rogue Nation of six minutes with a new record of seven minutes and 14 seconds. Edward Norton turned down a role in the film when he found out that he would be playing a human uh, instead of a Na'vi, which he is more interested in playing. Maybe he will show up in one of these sequels in the near future. Cameron is prepared to end the series after three films if The Way of Water isn't profitable. Uh, there are currently three more sequels planned right now. Uh, I could see uh, them being made. Uh, right now, judging by those box office numbers, this is going to be a smashed hit this year. So I have no doubt in my mind that Cameron will be releasing uh, at least uh, Avatar 3 and 4. Not sure about 5. That is quite a ways down the road. So we will have to see how audiences react to the third and fourth films. Two massive tanks were engineered uh, for the film. One used for training and more intimate character scenes. Uh, the second was used for the more action-packed scenes, uh, measuring at 120 feet long, 60 feet wide, and 30 feet deep with a 250,000-gallon capacity. Uh, was outfitted with powerful waves and current machines. Cameron built a new camera also for the film called the Venice camera. Uh, it was also used to film Avatar 3, uh, which was filmed at the same time as The Way of Water. And then lastly, the film takes place 10 years after the events of the first Avatar film. Now, let's get to my thoughts on Avatar The Way of Water. So Avatar was a film that I was never really high on. I, I saw it in theaters, of course, in 3D, like everyone else did back in 2009. It was a visually pleasing film. I won't deny that. But with a very, very dry plot. Uh, that's unfortunately the same with The Way of Water. Uh, it's another spectacle with no substance. Uh, we've been getting a lot of that this year, unfortunately. 
it's a bunch of it's really just a bunch of tall blue aliens fighting other tall blue aliens uh just like the first film did uh the writing is not good uh both the dialogue and story is actually pretty bad uh now you're probably thinking well this is going to be another negative review about avatar and its sequel it's actually the opposite i actually really really liked this film the action was very well executed the visuals are spectacular the characters are really compelling I love all that, but I do have some serious negatives with the film, of course, uh, because it's not a perfect film. It's actually far from it, but that doesn't mean it's a bad film. It's a very, very well-made one, actually, with a lot of incredible elements to it, like the action and the visuals, of course. However, this isn't a Best Picture-worthy film in my mind. It'll most definitely win all the technical awards out there at the Oscars. Uh, maybe James Cameron can steal a Best Director win with it. But the film itself will not win a Best Picture. I could see it getting a nomination, uh, but not winning. Uh, if it does get nominated, it'll take the last spot on the list and go up against films like The Fablemans, Tar, and Top Gun Maverick. I personally wouldn't put The Way of Water anywhere near those films. Uh, they're, they're in an entire tier all their own. Uh, the writing ultimately holds this film back, just like the first film did, uh, especially when it comes to the Oscars and best picture uh nominations and winning it's very possible that cameron sneaks out the best director win though as i said but i honestly would put my money on steven spielberg taking it this year with the fablemans uh, i'll go into more oscar t talk in a couple of weeks on a special uh oscar uh, new release episode i just wanted to lay out my entire thought process when it comes to the way of water uh, in the reality of it getting nominated for any awards, because there's a lot of big talk uh, right now with uh, the way of water and the Oscars and all that. Because back in 2009, you know, Avatar was nominated. Uh, Cameron was nominated for Best Director and, and all that stuff. So, of course, people are going to start uh, connecting the dots with, you know, Avatar. Is it going to be nominated again? Is it going to win? Is Cameron going to snag another Best Director? Uh, who knows? Uh, it's definitely going to get a nomination. Uh, I just have really, really high doubts of it actually winning anything other than the technical awards. So The Way of Water takes place 10 years after the events of the first Avatar film. It centers around Jake Sully, uh, who is played by Sam Worthington once again, and Natiri, who is played again by Zoe Zaldana. Uh, Jake has fully transformed into a Navi and has become one of them. Uh, if you remember the first film ending with uh, Jake deciding to permanently become a Na'vi after all the events that he went through in that film. Uh, him and Natiri have two sons and a daughter, along with an adopted daughter named Kiri. Uh, she is the daughter of Sigoni Weaver's character, who unfortunately passed away. Uh, Sigoni actually voices Kiri throughout the film, which is pretty impressive. Uh, Kiri becomes a real focal point of the film with her special bond to the spirit tree and the mystery uh, behind her father. So I have a theory on this, actually. I think she was uh, born of this bond that Sigourney Weaver's character had with the spirits, if that makes any sense. What I'm saying is she seems to be like the Jesus to Sigourney Weaver's Mary uh kind of it's it's just a theory but it would explain her strong and unique connections with the spirits uh, we get a lot of hint of that throughout the film with her connections to the 
to the plants and the spirit tree and the animals and all this stuff. There is a rumor uh, in the film that Joel Moore's character, Norm, who was also in the first film, uh, he was one of the scientists working with Sigoni. There's a rumor that he could be the father, and they even draw attention to that in the film, but I think that's way too obvious. I think she is going to be this like messiah figure that will become very, very important in the coming sequels. Uh, like the first film, Stephen Lang is the antagonist. Uh, you probably remember him as the jarhead uh, Marine in the first film, uh, controlling that mech suit that when he goes up against Jake at the end. Uh, except this time, uh, he is a Navi as well. Uh, as we saw, like I said, in the first film, he was killed by Natiri and Jake Sully. Uh, the Sky People had a few tricks up their sleeves, though. They were able to input his consciousness into a Navi body uh, between these, this 10-year gap. It seems like a cheat code, but it did work for me, surprisingly. It's simple enough for the audience to understand and get behind. Uh, he, of course, is out for revenge on Jake, which leads him to have a grudge against Jake's family as well. We eventually find out that Spider, who is also being cared for by Jake and Natiri, uh, is actually Stephen Lang's son. Spider is a human that very much wants to be a Na'vi. Uh, I could honestly see him becoming one uh, in the coming sequels, just like Jake did. He and uh, Kiri obviously have the hots for each other. The, James Cameron made that very, very clear throughout this film. So I could see him becoming a full-blown Navi like Jake did in order to be with her. Uh, the things we do for love. Uh, I mean, I think we all would make that decision uh, in the end. Uh, this is a very, very long film, though. Uh, you've probably heard rumors about it three being three hours long. Uh, and they are correct. It clocks in at three hours and 12 minutes. Uh, the first hour is basically all in the forest, like we saw in the first film. It basically sets up where Jake and his family are, as well as what the Sky People have been up to for the last 10 years. Uh, eventually, Jake must take his family to the Water People in order to keep them safe from Stephen Lang and the rest of the Sky People. This is where Cameron really takes it up a few hundred notches with all the visuals and creatures that he created for the film. All the water stuff is incredibly beautiful. Uh, I love the last two hours of this film. If Cameron and the writing staff would have cut down the first hour into, say, like 20 or 30 minutes, this would have been a much tighter film. I understand that you need to flesh all the characters out in order to feel the impact of the film, uh, especially the end of it. But three hours is very, very long time. It, it's a tall order to ask a lot of audiences. Uh, two and a half hours, maybe even two hours and 40, just like the first film was, isn't easy to pill to swallow. Even with all the beautiful visuals and compelling characters, you you really do feel the three hours at a certain point. It all pays off in the end, though. The final battle is freaking awesome. I love all the fight choreography in it and the intensity that comes along with it. The last hour is so incredibly well done. You have Natiri flying around, shooting people with her bow and arrow, while Jake is uh, shoots everyone like a badass with the awesome gun that the Sky People use. Uh, this is the same gun that he uses in the first film, so he kind of kept it with him for protection. I could watch this entire battle a few more times and not get sick of it. With all the incredible fighting, uh, though there comes a heartbreaking death, of course. Jake loses his oldest son during the battle. Uh, Zoe Zaldana gets really sidelined a lot in the film, which I'm very surprised. She was a big center point in the first film. 
but in this moment, when she sees her son dead, she is phenomenal. You can feel her heart break as she sees her son dying from being shot by the sky people. Uh, my theater, I went opening weekend, of course. When this scene came on, came on, my theater was completely quiet. You could hear a pin drop. That that that's how powerful that scene is. Everyone was not; they were just frozen in their seat, and they're just feeling the emotion that Zoe Zaldana is just emulating off of herself as she is just mourning the death of her oldest son. It's really, really incredible. I honestly did not see Cameron killing off one of the kids uh, so soon in the franchise. I would have guessed that he would maybe saved it for like Avatar 3 or 4 uh, when things really get to, to ramp up as far as stakes. I'm sure this won't be the only death, though. I wouldn't be surprised if like Natiri or even Jake ended up dying by the end of this whole story. Uh, that would be a really fascinating way to end this uh, five movie arc if he does stop at five movies uh, we never really do know about what's going on in James Cameron's head for all we know he could have 10 sequels planned but only presented five uh, to kind of just ease everyone's mind about biting off more than he can chew aside from the very long runtime though and the poor writing I was really impressed with the film the the action like I keep saying was just incredible the visuals are stunning and the characters are very very well compelling and and well acted by them by the cast i fell in love with all of them by the end of the film i would actually uh because of all that i would actually give the film five a five out of five stars which i haven't done a lot this year uh this is maybe one of like four films that i've given a five star rating on this year which is very very uh surprising cameron he just did an incredible job with this and, and i hope avatars three four and five continue giving us these stunning visual visuals, but with a improved writing. I mean, I've only seen the first film twice and that was back in 2009. Otherwise I haven't given it another thought until seeing the way of water. The writing needs to get better. The film can't rely solely on these visuals. This film is still going to make a ton of money because it has to be seen in theaters. Not only that, but it has, it needs to be seen in 3d. It's the only way to watch this. Once it hits Disney Plus and digital stores and DVDs, I won't be surprised if some of the magic disappears from it because a lot of people don't have 3D equipment at home or the access to it, which might change. Maybe this film will help the 3D TV market again. This will be the be in theaters for a while, so people have time to decide if they want to invest in 3D TVs or 3D Blu-rays and all that stuff. It's... It's something that my family and I have talked about, uh, and maybe The Way of Water will be the film to push us towards 3D finally. But for right now, though, I highly recommend everyone see this in theaters in 3D at least once. I'm actually contemplating seeing it again in the next couple weeks. I've I've only seen two films this year uh, more than once, The Batman and Top Gun Maverick, of course. Uh, so this may end up being the fil third film of the year where I see multiple times in theaters. I wasn't a huge fan of the first film, but... Like I said, I really did like uh, The Way of Water. It's, I'm looking forward to seeing it again. Maybe it'll help my appreciation uh, for the first film uh, way more when I finally do rewatch that after all these years. Uh, with that, let's take a quick break uh, before ranking Avatar The Way of Water. We're only a few short days away from Christmas, so I wanted to wish you all a very Merry Christmas. 
Uh, and with that, that means we are almost at the one year mark of the show. I've had a huge blast doing this show every week for you guys. And the next year is going to only get better. We have such an impressive uh, slate of new releases coming uh, next year for 2023, as well as some awesome and beloved franchises that we will cover on Fridays. Uh, so I wanted to say thank you for all the love and support from all the listeners out there, as well as a very, very Merry Christmas for you and your families. So what, uh, the first thing I want to do is rank it against the first Avatar film. Like I said, I wasn't very high on the first film. I never understood the praise that it got and still has to this day. It's it's all spectacle and no substance in my mind. Uh, I'm not denying that Cameron didn't change movies with Avatar. He definitely did. Avatar was an astounding achievement uh, and changed the way we see movies forever. But it's not because of the world-breaking story. It was because of the mind-blowing visuals, especially the 3D aspect to it. The reason why I haven't given it a second thought since 2009 is because of the very, very dry plot. It was a forgettable story, to be honest. The reason why it's the most profitable film in history is because of those 3D visuals that Cameron invented. That's it. You take that away, and it's your typical action film about aliens. We, we see hundreds of them. My thoughts on The Way of Water is very similar. The writing and dialogue is pretty underwhelming. The visuals are what keeps the audience engaged for the entire three hours. I was never big on 3D. Probably because I wear glasses myself, so putting on another pair on top of those glasses gets annoying after a while, especially for a three-hour film like this. I'm willing to suffer through wearing two pairs of glasses, though, to experience the full power of this film. It's an incredible achievement that Cameron should be proud of. He made film history once again with The Way of Water. It, it's definitely in contention for my top five favorite films of 2022. So I'm putting The Way of Water above the first film as you could probably tell it is truly leaps and bounds uh better than the first i remember when the first reviews are coming out for this film and the headline that i that has stuck with my mind was it's light years beyond the first film and at first reading that article i was like there's no way this film is that much better than the first but here i am i am telling you that i was wrong this this film is way better than the first one uh not that the first one was necessarily bad i just i really love this film i think cameron created another sequel that is better than the original uh which is very very rare to come by nowadays usually sequels haven't quite lived up to the original hype of the franchise but this the way of water really was an astounding achievement and a terrific film that I highly recommend to everyone to see at least once in the theater. Next, I want to talk about my top five James Cameron films because yes, The Way of Water is in my top five. It's actually second in my ranking, right behind Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Uh, T2 has always been my favorite James Cameron film. It's one of the greatest sequels of all time. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger returns as the Terminator, uh, but not to stop the birth of John Connor. This time he is sent to protect him from the menacing T-1000. Uh, it's an awesome action film that I always enjoy uh, re-watching every couple of years when I do my Terminator marathons. Uh, the Way of Water, like I said, is number two on the list. Uh, it's an incredible achievement and a blast for the entire family. Um, 
Aliens comes in at number three. This is another awesome sequel. It stars Sigourney Weaver as uh, the infamous Ripley, who must face terrifying aliens once again. This is also one of the greatest sequels of all time. Um, at number four is Titanic, the box office sensation that put DiCaprio and Win Kate Winslet on the map. Uh, this is a terrific disaster film with some very intense romantic elements to it. I remember watching this on VHS all the time as a kid. It's it's such a long film that it actually took two tapes uh, for you to finish it. I haven't seen it since I was a kid, and I'm really, really looking forward to finally rewatching it after all these years. Uh, honestly, it's number three and not number one, because as you can probably guess, I am in the full uh, team of Jack could have fit on that damn piece of wood. I don't care what anybody says. How James Cameron tries to uh, put logic behind it. He could have fit on that damn door. Uh, and we all know it. It just it made no sense for Jack to die in that moment. And that's really my only gripe of the film and why it's why it's not so not much higher on my list. Um, rounding out the list at uh, number five. Uh, is Avatar. Uh, in 2009, Cameron changed the way we see movies forever while also breaking the box office at the same time. It became the number one film of all time. The visuals are incre incredible, uh, but the story, like I said, is ultimately forgettable. That's why it barely cracks the top five. The visuals uh, hold it up, and only the visuals to me. That's how good they are, though. It's, it's a top five Cameron film because of all those incredible 3D visuals that he did. You can, of course, find both of these lists um, with many more uh, on IMDb and Letterboxd. Just search for Cinematic Reviews. There are over 60 lists on there right now with many more on the way. They range from Cameron Films to Marvel to even Heist Films. Uh, there's really a list on there for any kind of movie fan. Well, that'll do it for this week's new release episode. Tune in next Monday for my reaction to another long-awaited sequel, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, which is the sequel to Ryan Johnson's hit murder mystery, Knives Out. Uh, and then with Christmas right around the corner, uh, the Harry Potter season will return next Friday uh, instead of this Friday with Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. Later, everyone. <laughs>